Welcome to the Reach Effect Achieve podcast. My name is Devin Emig, and I have been working as a color guard tech, designer, instructor, and consultant for over a decade. I work with low-income or no-income school systems who are in the beginning phases of their Winter Guard programs and help them get their foot in the door and their name on the map. I am passionate about Color Guard as an opportunity to reach out to youth, affect positive change in their lives, and push them to achieve more than they ever thought possible. This is Reach, Effect, Achieve. All right, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about your staff. So the coach, the techs, the designer, whoever's there, but primarily the people that are at practice day in and day out doing the the grunt work, um, nose to the grindstone, the guys that are the, the, the team that is there and in the thick of it, right? So hopefully you've taken my advice and you're not doing this guard program all by your lonesome because it is overwhelming and stressful. And as I have said again and again, the more people you have involved in your product, the better it's going to be because the more opinions you are going to have, which I believe is a great thing because there's so much room for creativity and there's so much there there when you get so bogged down in a show it's very hard to take a step back and see the big picture so I believe that it's almost essential to have at least two people on staff and it could be that that's you know the person that writes wrote the show and then it's you for the rest of the time but hopefully it's not hopefully you've got somebody a student um from a different group or a a recent graduate or somebody that's coming in just to be a second set of eyes and a second opinion and a second person to help you finesse your show and make it through the season but having a staff obviously also comes with its own set of difficulties because suddenly your opinion isn't the only opinion in the room anymore and it's not my way or the highway anymore right and that's great because it probably shouldn't be like that anyway but it's tough I mean as a type a control freak person myself it's it's not easy to relinquish control especially when you're used to having it here are some things that I think make having these practices and having this team a little bit easier and a little bit more successful. So the first thing is there is a leader, right? So there's a tiebreaker. There's a final say. So there is one person who is in charge. Um, It's great if you want to have a second in command, third in command, whatever you want, but there's got to be one person that can say, okay, we're done talking about this right? Because there's got to be at a certain point, if you get to a stalemate, you get to somewhere where you just, you can't budge, which is going to happen with this many creative people, especially the larger staff you get. There's going to come a point where you just can't see eye to eye on a topic. And there needs to be one person that gets to say, okay, we're going to move on. We're doing this. We're moving on. Especially if you are the leader of the program and you're bringing somebody in remember that you are that leader and and take ownership of that role and don't feel like okay well I asked this person to come so I have to do what they say 
you're asking them for their opinion and you're asking them to consult you or to, to work with you or whatever you've asked them to do. Yes. But ultimately it's your program and you're responsible for its success. So you have to be confident in your ability to say, no, we're not doing that. And if you are the person that's the consultant or the tech or the person that's been asked to come in, it's not your program, right? So you have to be okay with being told no. And that is so difficult, right? It is so difficult, especially like when you've got a vision and you're in the moment and you're in the mode, like it's hard to have someone be like, yeah, we're not doing that or that's not working or whatever. And to completely change gears, it is so hard to do that. So I think there's a little bit of push and pull where, you know, sometimes as a director, you do that in the moment and sometimes you let it go and you change it later. Real quick, I want to tell you guys that if you are loving this podcast and you're like, yes, I just need to write down everything this girl is saying, you're not alone. Okay, you may be alone, but if you hop on over to my website, www atandra llc that's a-t-t-e-i-n-d-r-e-l-l-c.com sign up for my email list you will get a reminder that this podcast is coming and you will get awesome tidbits from me that you can use right now to plan your winter guard season how great does that sound one more time it's www.attendrellc.com and it is all free and sometimes it's the reverse of that, right? Sometimes as a consultant, you let it go, you stop what you're doing, and then you have a conversation afterwards with that lead person because what you never want to do, and this is the second thing, is have an argument during practice. Number one, it's not productive, right? And, and I don't know anyone that thinks that they have enough practice time. So anything that takes away from the productivity of a practice session is a no-go in my book. Number two, you don't want to show that divisiveness to your team, especially if you're working with, you know, not adults or a young group. And honestly, even if you are, even if you are working with adults, you don't want to show them your conflict. That's not what you want to put in front of a group of people because they're looking to you as leadership and if you can't lead together successfully, that's just going to create division in your team. It's going to create drama. It's just, it's not worth it, right? So take the arguments outside or at least send everybody on a water break and hash it out at your little spot at the front and center of the floor. You know, talk about it in hush tones, whatever you need to do, but don't stop practice and have all of these people just sitting there staring at you arguing because it's just, it's not helpful for anyone at any point in time. Sort of tagging along with that, it's super important to respect each other's opinions, right? So if you are part of a staff for a color guard, you're part of a staff for a visual ensemble group, which means you have some modicum of creativity in your soul and you are working with people that are also very creative and very motivated and very innovative. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. But having all of those people and having all of these creative energies, I find it's very rare that two people are creative in the exact same way. That, that doesn't happen. So at a certain point, someone's going to have an idea that you didn't have or vice versa, 
end, probably they're going to have an idea that you don't understand. So let me give you an example. I work with this absolutely amazing director who is a very visual person and I am a very logical person. When I write a show, I need things to progress from A to B to C because there's some, like, there's motivation for moving from point A to point B. And there's motivation for moving from point C to point C, or point B to point C. And so I'm working on this, and then this instructor comes in and goes, why is there all this weight at this end of the floor? This makes absolutely no sense. It's too heavy. You need to change it. And you know, my response is, well, I've cut the floor into thirds. See, there's, you know, this happening on this third and this happening on this third and this happening on this third. And you can see it like fits on these diagonals. And this director comes back and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's too heavy. Neither one of us is wrong. We're just coming at it from completely different starting points, completely different creative starting points. Now, On the flip side, you know, because I am a logical person and because I see like A to B to C and I see stories and I see things like that, I don't see colors. And so I really love finding an instructor or a tech or someone who's like, ooh, and when I, when I hear this music, I see purple or I see teal and I see, you know, I see this color combination because I'm just like, cool. Because I was going to go with blue because there's a word in the song somewhere that says blue. It just, it doesn't, that's not my thing. But it's somebody's thing. Being part of a team and creating your staff is all about finding people that have the strengths that you don't. But when you do that, you also have to take into account the fact that they have strengths that you don't. And you have strengths that they don't. And finding a way for those to play off of each other and be sort of cohesive and, and work is, is definitely a struggle. But you have to come at it from a position of respecting what they bring to the table. And respecting the fact that they have something to offer your guard. Otherwise, why are they there? All right, so how how does this manifest itself in practice? Like, how do you make sure that you are playing to everybody's strengths on a weekly basis or a daily basis? One of the best things to do is to plan your practice and to do so ahead of time and to go ahead and establish to-dos and goals and tasks, things that you want to get done during the practice. So if you say, we want to clarify this eight counts and we want to fix this transition and we want Debbie over here to really nail her five, then you can tag team and you can play to each other's strengths. You can take the person who's the really, really fantastic tech, saber tech, and say, you take Debbie to the side and you go do that. And I'm going to take the rest of these people and clarify these eight counts. Or you clarify the eight counts and I'm going to sit here and really think about this transition and we're going to run it a couple times and then I'm just going to sit and think and then we're going to you know move people around and do it again but during the downtime when I'm like playing around with different configurations and different people you be working on this other thing you know so you can divide and conquer if you plan your practice ahead of time all right and the last piece of advice that I have for you is make it a point to hang out 
with the rest of the staff. And this is mostly directed at the techs that are coming back that are like former guard members that you're, you know, you're one or two years removed and you're working with somebody who's, you know, 10, 15 years older than you because they're a coach, they're a teacher, they're established. And you relate more to the people on the floor. You know, they're, they're contemporaries of yours and they're the people that you have the most in common with. And it's tempting to want to hang out with the performers, but you need to remember that you're part of the staff and water breaks and downtime for the team are your opportunity to refocus and regroup and re-strategize real time to maximize your practice. And that, as a staff, should be your focus. Now, I mean, definitely there are going to be moments where even the staff is like, okay, I need a mental break and I need a water break. And that's all well and good, but think about your practice as if, okay, so guys, I'm from the South, right? So think about a football game. You're, you're playing a football game and you've got all these people whose job is to watch the game and direct the different teams within the game, right? And they're moving people here and they're strategizing, they're putting different plays into place. And every time their group isn't actively on the field. Every time the defense is running, the offense is strategizing about how to be better. Every time the offense is running, the defense is strategizing about how to be better. These guys are consistently working and they are using every second of that downtime, every second of not being on the field playing to get better and to make the next moment count. So practice should be like that, right? If you are the weapons tech and they're running a dance and flag section, then you should be teching the heck out of those weapons. You should be saying, hey, your hand placement needed to be here, Jody Sue, and you didn't catch that five right, and you need to be, you know, doing this and doing that and just making these small adjustments and making these little corrections. And then when it is your time to go out and run your segment and do your transition, you should already have a game plan for what you want to do. And how you're going to utilize that time to make it better so that the other half of the squad isn't just sitting there with nothing to do and nothing to work on because you're taking too long because you're not organized, right? So it's a constant mental battle. And it's that's the other reason why it's great to have more than one person on your staff. Because if you're trying to do this all by yourself, oh my goodness, it's overwhelming, right? So dividing and conquering and knowing who's doing what and having a plan and utilizing your time is so important. And on top of that, you need to understand and respect everyone's creativity and respect what they're bringing to the table and appreciate what they're bringing to the table and what how they and their creativity and their enthusiasm is making your guard better, even if you don't understand what they're talking about. It's definitely a learning process. And every time you have a new team and a new set of people, the dynamic changes and it's a little bit different. But it's definitely worth it to take the time to sort this out and really figure out how to play to everyone's strengths to benefit your team and get the most out of your staff to get the most out of your group for the season. If you haven't yet, hop on over to my website at www.attendrellc.com. Sign up for the email list. You will get an email from me in your inbox. You can also find me on social media. 
at Atandra on Facebook or on Instagram at reach.effect.achieve. That's effect with an A. I'm so excited, guys, that you have chosen to dedicate your time to creating a great program for your students. I look forward to seeing you take the floor in competition.